0: This week on Inside Motorsport we hear from Matt Braid, the boss of the Australian Racing Group. I hope you'll stay with us.
1: Welcome to Inside Motorsport, I'm with Matt Braid at Phillip Island and it's day one of the three day event here, second round of the 2019 TCR, it's uh, good to have you here to talk about it. Thanks Tony, thanks for having us. So the idea for TCR, obviously it's a worldwide category, I mean when did you first the idea for bringing something to Australia like this, when did
0: that start? it? Yeah, well, I think when we established the Australian Racing Group, it was of a view of uh, first, obviously, project was the S5000 category, which was business, business owned and controlled. And we had a, a vision to actually maybe look at other acquiring other categories to formulate a category management business. Yep. And so, with S5000 already uh, under our wing, then the TCR opportunity came up. We obviously we heard the CAMS had secured the rights, and we're obviously looking for a promoter, so that was a logical application for us to
1: make. And so you've got the marketing rights for that and the management rights? Com- commercial rights, commercial and management rights to the category. First steps you made in the direction of uh, finding out how to get these cars to the, the country, and where did that happen?
0: Yeah, so we, we basically did uh, got some great contacts uh, with uh, with Marcello and his team from, from WSC, obviously who run... Where are they based? They're based in uh, in London and uh, Switzerland. Yep. Uh, so that were very helpful and out of that we got the contacts for the various homologation teams and we're able to uh, start talking to teams locally in Australia about where to get cars, you know. So the the, the customer model of TCR works very well, where the manufacturing teams uh, often have the cars in stock, almost like a, an automotive industry dealer off the, dealer, shelf, yeah, off the yeah. shelf. So literally in some cases it's a, it's a four or six-week wait. Others it's a case of... Uh, we can give you a car next week and do you want it air freight or sea freight? And it'll be there in like in, in uh, a week or, or, or four or five. So it's, uh, that model has obviously been very beneficial to us because once teams make the decision to enter, they can fairly easily secure cars. New from the homologation teams, or second-hand from other other national series around the world.
1: I mean, that is one of the great attractions for a race team here: is that they can have a, a supplier both for parts and and cars. I mean, that off-the-shelf is just a, a
0: terrific it's, thing. Yeah, it is. It, it's economies of scale too, so they're all they have to be cost-effective. Uh, the the uh, categories is very uh, very strong on keeping the cost down. All new cars are capped at a, at a certain price level around the world. Okay. Uh, no one can sell a car for more than one hundred thirty thousand. Euro, and the parts obviously feed. What does that, off
1: that. equate to? 100?
0: So, it landed, it's about 210,000, 220,000 Australian. Oh, okay. So, you know, in the scheme of motorsports, they're very affordable cars. Yes. And by having 822 TCR cars around the world, there's lots of parts, it's a big business, so therefore out of that economy is this car. The parts are readily available and are relatively cheap.
1: Now, your background is in the car industry, so obviously bringing in car manufacturers here is something that you would have a long-term goal of? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, when I was at Volvo, bringing them in, obviously supercars at the time, not relevant to the Volvo brand, but as a marketing exercise, it was very positive. It's a great series, great platform, good media, so that made sense. TCR is different again. It's starting from scratch, but... It's a very relevant category to the manufacturers, so it has the models participating in the series that they actually sell in, in good quantity and good volumes in Australia. So when we did launch TCR, we knew that there would be manufacturers looking at it, just out of the fact that they had a motorsport category that they could be involved with if they wanted to. And Touchwood, the discussions have gone very well so far. Honda is Honda Australia's already committed to wall racing, which is positive, and there's been various discussions with other brands, and we expect uh, some more announcements later this year and potentially into next year, where you'll see, I think, three or four or five manufacturers actually actually endorse teams and support teams financially or through sponsorship or, or technical support.
1: One of the things that it would appear key that there was a different audience. It wasn't the whole Commodore and, and Ford Falcon in the car park. They're different people you're trying to attract.
0: Yeah, I think, like I'd dispute that. There was probably a couple of holders. Well, I'm, I'm not saying... the <laughs> car park, but uh, there, there was, I think, uh, it was good to see a mix of people. Um, a lot of new fans, and we actually had, I mean, I had quite a few people who either knew or unexpected motorsport fans said actually my son has actually heard of this he wants to come out so i'm coming out to see a motor racing event for the first time because the son or daughter had been had been uh had appealed because it was a for a home guy, the car they drive and the car they like was obviously racing so um you know it was good to see a mixed crowd and looking across from the pits over to the car park near the grandstand there was a really good array of vehicles that did mirror Pretty much the starting grid, so it wasn't by design. was that, sort of, that organically happened, but it's good to see that there is already that alignment amongst the fan base to, to the cars that are racing on the circuit.
1: You were probably heavy up into your elbows in S60s and things like that <laughs> back when A1GP. Did you ever go to one of those race meetings? No, and it was quite noticeable. You could see there was a different audience because, of course, these people were following their countries. It was Lebanese, True. Chinese, Japanese, and so on. And I actually talked to Tony Cocker at some length, trying to attract those people to come to supercars, saying that you know Formula Three maybe. A way in which you could get them on board. This obviously is a category that will attract people because, you know, whether they're an Alpha or a uh, Audi or whatever brand it is, but also that because they're not looking to replicate what they have in their driveway. It's thing where these are different, different category, different brands. We've
0: got eight brands represented, which is great. We've got four female drivers this weekend racing, which is fantastic, and that's that's been really pleasing to see how that's come along. Already, we're seeing some of the initial figures we saw from the broadcast through SBS, our, our broadcast partner, was saying that they saw a. A, a quite a sizable female audience for the race broadcast. And that sort, of, uh, that sort of feedback's great. And as you say, crowd mix, if you like, for whatever the term at the, the circuit was varied, both in age and obviously demographic. Which perfect. It's perfect. It's not an aim for us, but it's pleasing to see that people are, uh, yes, yeah. are looking at, you know, trying to, or are attracted to seeing a different form of motorsport in this country.
1: Now, Australian Racing Group, John McMillan, was explaining some of the structure of the company. Could you just... Enlarge on that, forward,
0: please. Yeah, so effectively, it's uh, it's a category management business that we've formed, um, and we have CS five thousand and TCR currently under our wing. We are obviously looking at other opportunities for various other categories because it makes sense. Uh, the structure is such that you know, I'm heading the day to day operations. We have combines sort of marketing communications across. The categories, and then an ideally category managers obviously running each category on a, on a day-to-day basis. dealing with teams and entrants, and obviously regulatory uh, bits and pieces. So yeah, that's that's how we're currently structured. But it's early days for us. There's there's quite a few opportunities on the horizon which we're looking to, to get involved with or get a hold of. Yep. and I think that that structure will not stay the same. running long term. John
1: McMillan is the chair of the board. Correct, yes. And how many members on that board are there? At uh, this stage, so there's four. Right. Okay. Can you tell me who the other members are? I can. Well, James Warburton's been uh, publicly. Uh, so James is a non-executive
0: director. And there's a couple others, which I probably not, won't be able to name at That's this moment. Right. But yes, yeah, yeah. So a couple of private individuals.
1: But. Okay. And in terms of investment in the business, how many people are the owners of uh, ARG?
0: Yeah, again, we're not making it public, but I th- there's there's probably uh, three to four parties that have okay. actually uh,
1: invested right. in the business. Now, the two categories you've got currently are very different. They're just miles apart. I mean, obviously, you're not going for a type. You're looking at different categories. The 5001 category that uh, has potentially two different directions can go. One is appealing to an older audience, memories of, and the other one is appealing to young people who've never seen these sort of things before. Do you have an idea on where that's going to head
0: yet? We have ideas of where it may, but I think we're really looking forward to getting it off the ground and running. And uh, when we've seen the car run at uh, various... Uh, test sessions or the the uh, exhibition laps that's been doing so far at some of the circuits. We've had old Formula 5000 fans have turned up saying oh, I've been I want to come and see them again. Yep. And we've had uh, you know young kids wanting to see open wheelers, and we've had interest from significant interest from young drivers because they see it as being a, you know, a high powered open wheel category. It hasn't been in Australia for a long time and that's yeah, certainly attractive to
1: them. The audience that were potentially older drivers, I mean, it then becomes a destination category, and that to me seems like this new type of car, not what you really want. You want to be... It's a stepping stone for guys to go off to IndyCar or, or Europe. Yeah, so I think outside of a Formula 2 car, this is... And, yeah, so
0: if you look at Formula 1, IndyCar, and Formula 2, this is the next most powerful like, open-wheel car and, and weight-wise, power-to-weight-wise uh, car in the world. Okay. So... You know, seeing a 60 million drivers come out of Formula 4 for example, rather than maybe going to Formula 3 or elsewhere, they can jump into a 5000 and progress and again it's, it's handling a big powerful open wheel car which they don't get to get, don't sorry, don't get experience in doing unless you are going to IndyCar or Formula 2 or Formula One
1: has the, the SBS Saturday Sunday afternoon been a crucial part of being able to get teams involved, having a television package. It, it is, and I wouldn't say
0: necessarily crucial for some, it was a major factor. And was, from the outset, it was something which we really pushed to do. We wanted to, we wanted to secure a free-to-air deal, and we wanted to look at a cadets format where, rather than sitting in front of a, a TV and having to you know, watch motorsport for eight hours to see your race or to see various races, you could actually. Tune in on Saturday and Sunday, see a short burst of your motorsport content, then go about the rest of your day, which we think is important, almost like, like Big Bash is doing with cricket, and sports doing, we're in a condensed, more digestible format for fans. So that was a key part for us, that we're really pleased, and the partnership we've got with SBS, and the, and the hour broadcast on Saturday and two hour broadcast on Sunday, is perfect for what we want to achieve in the category. And We've geared the schedule around around providing that content for the fans.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing uh, TCR grow and develop and prosper in the years ahead. Uh, Thank you, Matt Braid, for your time on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Dave.
0: That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.